0: Hey, it's John, and it's time for the j for Monday, May 2nd, 2022. What's going on, friends and family? How you doing? Thank you for joining me for yet another episode of the j Hope you've had a better week than I have, because my week has been god-awful. Because I finally, after two-plus years, got the old infection there. I got the Surveysa virus. I did it. I finally have joined the ranks of millions of people. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it was a difficult experience, harder than I thought it'd be. I thought I'd, uh, you know, get infected by the virus, get over it real quick and just like have all this, uh, I don't know, um, I guess, resentment for how like the last two years have, you know, been how they've gone basically and how I've disagreed with most of it. And, you know, having if I'd have gone through like a super easy uh, I don't know, illness, I guess, and I would have, that would have, you know, stamped it finally and proven to me that this was all a waste of time, but that's not what happened. I had a challenging course of infection, um, and eventually, um, uh, infected my wife and kid as well, who, you know, are not that bad. They're doing all right. I've finally recovered. I'm feeling a lot better, but let's, let's start the week properly from 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 the beginning from Monday you know Monday was actually a great day it was the Monday and Tuesday the start of the week were great and I thought it was going to be a great week for ongoing because uh, Monday was the birthday of my wife and so we had an awesome day of fun things that we did I uh, we went and bought a new tree for our backyard as the birthday present for my wife so that was awesome uh, we got this new, um, I think it's called a Dowick Gold Beech Tree. And it's fairly tall. It's like probably seven or eight feet tall already. Pretty large, uh, <laughs> large uh, like starting tree. And it was like really heavy for moving it actually from the tree nursery back to our place. Um, we had to ask uh, Carly's parents, my parents-in-law, to like use their van for moving it. To our place from the nursery and so we had my mother-in-law come and watch the kids and bring her van over my wife and I took the van to go to the nursery and we picked out the tree we wanted and then to put it into the van the guy that's responsible that was responsible for helping us he ended up actually getting a forklift and used the forklift to lift the tree and put it in the van and we're just like oh whoa (laughs) How the heck are we going to be able to move this out of the van and into our backyard if this guy's using a forklift to get it in there? But we're like, whatever, we'll use a dolly or something, something with wheels to help move it. Cause it was actually like pretty much impossible to, cause the root base was so heavy, it was probably close to 200 pounds. And it would have been impossible to just like lift and carry. But we went ahead with the purchase anyway, got home got in touch with one of my neighbors who's like this awesome trusty neighbor. That's He's a contractor and he's got a tool for everything and he's a super nice guy that's always willing to help with everything. And luckily he had a large dolly with like a wide base that could fit the tree root. And with the help of that neighbor and another one, we were, and myself and my uh, father-in-law who ended up joining us later in the day after his work was done. This was on Monday morning, remember? And so all four of us were able to get <laughs> With the help of the dolly, carry this um, fairly large size tree. I would like, again, I would say it was probably like eight or nine feet tall, at least 200 pounds. Carried this thing to the backyard and planted it in there. And now we have a little bit of a, I guess, cover between or a separation between us and the neighbors on the other side of the fence. Both the neighbors and I have kind of like these uh, back porches, covered back porches that are raised, so uh, we have a perfect sight line over the fence towards each other, and not that that's a bad thing, but it's kind of nice to have a little bit of a break between us. Before, we had a this big giant, uh, it's called a Manitoba maple tree, that was kind of uh, providing a lot of um, tree branches to separate us, but that thing was getting huge and a little bit dangerous, and so our neighbors cut that whole tree down, and so now we needed something in replace of it, so... The Dowick gold beech tree is the one doing a good jo- job so far. And in a couple of weeks, maybe a month, hopefully some uh, foliage will come in and it'll do an even better job of separating the two sides. So, yeah, that was Monday. And then because Carly's or my wife's parents uh, had come over, they continued to watch the children after we planted the tree and let us go off to go have an awesome dinner and a show afterwards as well. So we went to Bar Isabel in Toronto for our dinner, which is this awesome Spanish tapas restaurant and we just um got the I think just their tasting menu. They're just like give us a ballpark of how much money you want to spend and we'll just take good care of you. And it it was awesome. We had like a countless number of like little courses of tapas come in. I can't remember it. At, at least like seven or eight close to 10 and they were all delicious is hard to say i can't even remember how like each individual ones i actually i remember this one little uh toast that had uh, foie gras shavings on top of it that uh, had been like partly melted and it was just like this amazing thing i bit into it and i wasn't expecting it to be as soft and creamy as it was and it was amazing and then this other one i kind of remember it was this deep fried um croquette with potato inside of it. it was like perfectly deep fried on the outside perfectly warm and gooey on the inside. It was like amazing to bite into and then they had like a nice um, octopus and a nice steak as part of like the uh, pro- main proteins that we had near the end. It, it was it was awesome like I highly recommend this place you got if you got money burning a hole in your pocket then uh, definitely go to bar Isabel. And let them treat you. It, it's it's great. After the after dinner, we walked to a nearby comedy bar. hadn't been to a show for a comedy show for a long time, and this was the first one since the start of the pandemic. And we actually couldn't find one that was like. So the the show here, I'll I'll start from the beginning. The show that we chose to go to is called Sad Boys, <laughs> funny name. Unfortunately, we couldn't find anything else that fit like that time and was near kind of like the restaurant as well any better so unfortunately we chose that one it still ended up being funny but essentially the premise of the sad boys is that the regular comics at this comedy bar will pick one day a month where they um, basically come on and talk about all their kind of regular problems try to make it sound funny but it's basically like a show where they like in a self-deprecating way, talk about how not great their lives are and try to get laughs out of it to help themselves make feel better. But the kind of funny catch of the show is that you're never allowed to say, ah, when they say something sad, you're just supposed to laugh no matter how sad it is. (laughs) That's why it's called the sad boys. And it was mostly funny, mostly hilarious. Like there's lots of like, not so funny, sad things that they talked about, but for the most part, they were able to, like, orient it in a way where there was a joke in there that we could find and laugh at. There was some, like, it, it, it went a little bit far. Like, there were definitely, like, some, some crazy, like, uh, suicide stories that the, one of the comics was talking about, his personal, like, story with it. But even though it went a little far, the dude was able to find some jokes in it and made, made us somewhat laugh. <laughs> but... It was just more so the experience of going out and having a fun night out that was really nice and precious and made the whole night kind of be great. So we're thankful to have that in, in our pockets from the start of the week because the remainder of the week was was awful, like I said. Well, that was just Monday and then Tuesday was still fairly good. I got to go to Jiu-Jitsu on Tuesday and uh, that was a no-gi, no-uniform Day of training, which was fun. We practiced a bunch of different ways of doing arm bars from guard from half guard, and I feel like I'm getting a better understanding of what the mechanics are on how to go for a arm bar, even though you know it's still pretty hard when the opponent is actually actively trying to stop it from happening as opposed to when you're just doing the drill, but at least doing the drill helps memorize it in a subconscious way that you don't have to think about each step uh, every time and you can kind of just naturally do it without having to worry about it. Kind of like similar to tying shoelaces, right? You can just tie your shoelaces without not thinking about it, without thinking, having to think about like, you know, this rope goes over top of this one, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to really do that. It just naturally happens. With the armbar drills, I feel like I'm getting to the point where I can naturally like move towards applying an armbar without having to consciously um, think about the steps. So that was good. And then on Tuesday, another good thing happened was I got a meat delivery. So I like to order meat from a farm directly, and the farm that I order from is called Wild Meadows Farm. It's in Grey County, about an hour and a half uh, north of north uh, west of Toronto, I guess. And they're an awesome place to order meat from because I think the prices are great, as I'll talk about in just a second, but also because of their regenerative farming practices and their commitment to humanely raise animals on pasture. If you join their newsletter, they actually, I think once a month at least, depending on what frequency you ask for, it will send you newsletters with pictures of what things are going on in the farm, Uh, how the cows are doing, how the pigs are doing. And it's, it's actually really nice to receive these um, uh, emails with, with the pictures of like the animals, like looking like they're, you know, living good lives. I I love it. And I love ordering from them. So most recently I ordered a quarter beef, which comes to just a little bit over a hundred pounds, basically. Luckily I have a chest freezer, so I actually have a place to store all that food, but Um, Oh yeah, the other thing I forgot to mention is that why I really like this uh, farm is because all the beef that they have is grass-fed and grass-finished. But so essentially you can custom order a quarter beef to fill up your freezer and they give you like a cut sheet with like the types of uh, cuts you want, which ones do you want to be roasts and which ones do you want to be steaks. And so I got to do that and I have now a chest freezer full of like a whole bunch of different roasts a bunch, a whole bunch of different kinds of steaks i got ribeye steaks i got t-bone steaks sirloin steaks all kinds of stuff of course um they also provide the organs so i have i got liver heart tongue what else we got uh, a bunch of ground beef of course we got uh, braising ribs lots of soup bones um, a nice sized brisket which was good too and some beef fat as well, which I'm going to use to make tallow. So I actually measured it. And all in all, I got a 130 pounds total. So that's actually a bit more than the 110 pounds they were, they were quoting. And then of that 130 pounds, 12 pounds were bones. Seven pounds were like organs and fat. And then 27 pounds were beef. And the remainder was like these high quality, like roasts and steaks. Right, and for all of that, I paid a thousand bucks. And so, just to break it down a little further to show, like, the economics of this and how it like makes a lot more sense to do this than to go and buy from the grocery store, just like financially speaking. Let alone the other reasons, such as like the benefits of eating uh, grass-fed, grass-finished beef, the fact that these animals have lived a more humane life. They're part of like more regenerative agriculture. Let alone all of that, but just from a financial standpoint, does it make sense to? Buy this? Is it cheaper? I think it is, as long as you can obviously store the food in a chest freezer, or whatever type of freezer. Obviously, it doesn't have to be chest freezer. But like, if you, we look at the 130 total pounds of stuff that I got for a thousand pounds, if we just take out the bones, that's a total of 12 pounds. And let's just subtract that from the total. Let's just say the bones are free. They're not obviously free, but most places you can get pretty cheap bones. So let's just attach a low value to the to the bones and let's say there was 118 total pounds of stuff that I got minus the bones and I paid a thousand bucks for it. Now of that 118, 34 pounds of that would have been either ground beef, organs, or fat. So the value we can attach to that can be quite low so I just did a quick search and found out that the average uh, price of ground beef is $4.25 and so I'm just gonna put the organs and fat together with the ground beef just because they're they're about the similar price but so 34 pounds of ground beef organs and fat at a price of $4.25 comes to a total of $144.50 so if we subtract that $144 from the total $1,000, we get about $855. So it's $855 for about 84 pounds of high-quality uh, roasts and steaks. And if we divide that number, you know, 855 divided by 84 pounds, we get our answer of $10.18 per pound of high-quality roast or, or steak, Like you're, you're never going to find in a grocery store anything amounting to that price that will also have a similar quality in terms of how the animal was raised, what the nutrient quality is, what is as well. Just doing a quick search like online for, for, um, prices of, of steak. Uh, one of the first, uh, results I get is from statista.com that says the average retail price of sirloin steak in Canada in 2021 was, uh, let's see, $25.94, so almost $26. Um, so that's pretty high <laughs> compared to like the $10, just slightly above $10 that I quoted. Another website that says that in 2020, the prices of round steak were $17, sirloin steak 22 prime rib 33 Blade roast sixteen, and blade roast is one of like the toughest cuts, so it's not nearly as good. So, hopefully, you can see that from this perspective, from the price perspective, as well as from the health perspective, and like all in all, it's it's better to order bulk if you can, if you have a place to store. Uh, but obviously, it's not it's not for everybody. Not everyone can afford it. Not everyone can uh, have the space to store it. So just an option and the good thing about this wild meadows farm that um that i'm vouching for i guess is that they do like a really good job with delivery uh they do deliver to southern ontario even though they're like an hour and a half uh, away from like toronto they will deliver to the gta and they do a a pretty good job with uh, packaging everything so all the food stays fresh and nothing spoiled so And if you want to give them a try, I do have a referral link that will be in the description for this episode. So check that out. Anyways, moving on. So Tuesday, I got my delivery. I was ecstatic after having a great day of celebrating my wife's birthday the day before. And then by the evening time, I felt a sore throat coming on. And then the next day, starting from Wednesday, I woke up feeling just absolutely atrocious, had a headache stuffy nose sore throat and then as the day progressed I got more and more fatigued felt like this achy bones feeling coming on and just like it was it was no good I was I was completely drained for the day and luckily my wife was not sick and was able to kind of pick up the pieces and take care of the kids and me (laughs) by herself then the following day had the same thing happen where i woke up feeling awful and slowly the symptoms progressed throughout the day and got worse and worse again at that point i was like starting to get a little suspicious i was like this doesn't feel like a regular cold this might be something different maybe it's the Cervasa disease or or it could just be a regular cold too but in our house we operate under the uh, hashtag don't test don't tell policy (laughs) just kidding (laughs) But essentially, there's no point in me to, to test and find out, right? There's, I'm, I don't have a job or anything that I have to uh, report to. And, you know, I just stay away from people who I, I might infect. And that's that's basically good enough. But then a couple days later, my wife started like showing symptoms. And then we tested her because it's more important for her to know for her job. And then she came out positive. So... Most likely we both have the as I like to call it the cervesa virus, but yeah it was it was a, it's been a humbling experience It's finally Sunday, and um I'm finally today feel somewhat normal. I did once I realized that it's probably not just a regular cold uh get into some uh horse the warmer paste medicine I don't know if you guys know what that is, but I had a secret stash that I was waiting to use until. You know, this happened and uh, I used it. I felt better. Could have been all the other things that I've been doing, such as rest, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, drinking tea, drinking bone broth. Could have been any of those things, but I do feel better. And I don't know if you could just hear that, but that was my daughter crying in the background. Just had to pause the recording and go up and make sure she's all good. She is the uh, third member of the family to have been uh infected by the virus now. My son's been uh spared luckily. Um she's she's doing all right. She's a tough little girl. She's not too bad. We haven't had to think about even having to take her to the hospital or anything like that, but you know, she's uh not not the happiest girl. She's got a sore throat and she cries. You can definitely tell she's sick. So hopefully she gets better soon and she looks she seems like she's already on the like uh, getting well end of it so anyway so that's that's been my week Uh, let's move on to bitcoin let's do our bitcoin update we are on block height 734,503 price of bitcoin is trading at 38,500 even that's u.s dollars And one U.S. dollar would get you 2,597 Satoshis. Don't forget that Satoshi is the smallest unit of a Bitcoin, which can be subdivided into 100 million Satoshis. But as I always say, friends, the price of Bitcoin is not what makes Bitcoin awesome, what makes it special, what makes it worth putting your money into It's all the other aspects of it. It's the fact that it has a cap supply, the fact that it's decentralized, that nobody controls it, the fact that it's unconfiscatable and it's censorship-resistant so that if you do decide you want to support some truckers who are protesting on Parliament Hill, your bank accounts won't be frozen, right? It doesn't seem right that if you just support some cause that might go against the government... You should have to pay the ultimate price of taking your financial freedom away. So, yeah. Anyways, moving on. I found this cool website that I want to share with you guys. It's called TimeChainDemo.io. Um Check it out. It's pretty cool. It's basically like a Bitcoin education site. And I'm just going to read off a little bit from the website to kind of give you an idea what it's all about. But I found it very helpful in explaining some basic Bitcoin concepts. So I'm going to read off of it and kind of see uh, if I can explain anything better than what it already says. So so let's get started. It starts with, you just go to timechain.io. It's got like this opening page with the headline time chain. Now it's talking about time chain in the same way that you would talk about the blockchain. So perhaps, I think what they're trying to do is make this connection between the blockchain and time itself. Now the blockchain is basically like this database of all the transactions that have ever happened on the Bitcoin network, right? But if you think about it, there, Every 10 minutes, new transactions are added to the blockchain. So in a way, it's tracking time. And the new transactions are added every 10 minutes. And it's uh, done in such a way where that 10 minutes is made to be kept constant. So that it never actually... When it does vary, then it goes faster or goes slower. There's a mechanism for reversing it and bringing it back to 10 minutes so in a way, the blockchain is keeping a record of time. So I think that's part of the reason why they're calling the blockchain a time chain. Anyway, so back to the website, it says, The time chain is the history of all Bitcoin transactions ever made. New transactions are added to the time chain with a game of probabilities called mining. So mining is the process of creating new Bitcoin, right? Right. And so you create new Bitcoin every time there's a new block added to the blockchain, or in this case, they're referring it to the time chain, with the new set of transactions that people want to make on the Bitcoin network. So every 10 minutes, there's new trans list of new transactions that people want to make, and those get added to the blockchain. And whoever adds them, there's a game of probabilities for the winner who will add those to the blockchain and as a result of winning that game of probabilities you get new fresh bitcoin you mine bitcoin Uh, hopefully that's clear so far let's go back so it says every 10 minutes there's a worldwide winner takes all competition to see who can record new transactions onto the time chain first the winner is awarded with newly created bitcoin Plus, I forgot about this part, plus the fees from all the transactions they just finalized. Exactly. So whenever you make a transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain, there's always a fee associated with that transaction. I've talked about this before. The interesting thing about the fee is the fee is based on the data that you write or not the amount of data that you write on the blockchain. So if you have more things to write on the blockchain, you will receive Give up higher fees as opposed to if you have fewer things to write on the blockchain, then you will have lower fees. So it's not actually based on the total amount of Bitcoin you're moving, but based on how much block space you will use up to write down <laughs> how much Bitcoin you will be moving in the transaction. So it's very interesting. So at the time of this writing for this website, that is, the reward is 6.25. Bitcoin. So six and a quarter Bitcoin. So that's during this epoch, about every four years or so, it's not exactly four years, but every four years or so, the the reward that the miners get, gets cut in half. So it's been cut in half a bunch of times already to get it down to six and a quarter. So the previous epoch of mining was double what it is now. So if it's six and a quarter now, it would have been 12 and a half before. And prior to that, it was uh 25 right if you double 12 and a half you get 25 and the time before that it would have been 50 and that's how it started i think in 2010 when bitcoin started it was 50 bitcoin were mined per block and now so many years later i think it's been 12 years now we've decreased the reward down to six and a quarter Bitcoin, and it'll keep decreasing every four years or so in half until it gets to the point that only 21 million Bitcoin get mined. Interestingly enough, we've already mined uh, 19 million of the 21 million Bitcoin. So there's only 2 million Bitcoin left to be mined. And the last Bitcoin to be mined will be in the year 2140, something like that. Anyways, back to reading from the website here. So it says, this game is driven by self-interest, yet every participant ends up benefiting. So the game of mining, the game of like uh, um, the winner takes all competition for who gets the reward for adding the transactions to the blockchain. It's a game driven by self-interest, yet every participant ends up benefiting. The rules of the game are 100% transparent and cannot be changed. There is no referee. Every participant double-checks the work of every other participant, and cheaters are simply ignored. The real reward for mining is that everyone on the global Bitcoin network can now agree upon something. Isn't that a miracle? <laughs> That's a funny thing, funny way of writing it. I guess, I suppose it is a miracle, Uh Even enemies can look at the shared time chain and say, yes, we have analyzed the time chain and neither you nor I have cheated one another. Mining creates an irrefutable, immutable shared reality. And that's really cool, right? Like people often say about Bitcoin is Bitcoin is for your enemies. It's kind of fun it's a funny way of putting it because it's it's kind of like it's a tool. Anyone can use it. So I, I I like to rephrase it. It's not for your enemies. It's for everybody. It could be for your friends or your enemies, and for you as well. Like anyone can use it. It like there's no, you know, thwarting people from using it. It's a censorship. It's a permissionless uh, network that allows anyone to join, and whoever joins can benefit from being a part of the network. And that's the beauty of it. Anyway, that's all I'll get into for today about uh, Bitcoin on this TimeChainDemo.io website. Check it out if you're interested. I think it's really cool, really good at helping explain some of the more difficult concepts in Bitcoin. I think I'll refer back to it for future episodes. Uh, But for now, I am done. Just before I go, just a reminder, please, everybody, if you haven't done so, give the podcast a rating and also find someone who's interested in listening about this stuff and please share the podcast with them. I'd really appreciate it. Everyone, as always, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. It means of world to me that you guys spend your time listening to the words that I'm saying. Uh, you guys are the best. Appreciate you all. I know who you are. Uh, send me a message uh, if you haven't done so already. And um, as always, stay active, be grateful. Jmart out.